Good morning. Hope you're all well wherever you are on the face of the earth or in the virtual spaces of the internet. Welcome to today's sit rep. It is the 9th, 09 November 2022. Starting to get towards that pointy end of the year. Allow me just to adjust some of my cameras. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Kieran. Good morning to you. I uh, hope you're well. I hope everyone's well, no matter where you are. Let me just move some cameras around. Whether you're watching me on the Instagrams, on the YouTubes, or listening to this a little bit later on, on the audio podcast version. Uh, a quick one today, quick one this morning. It is currently 0644, almost 15 minutes to 7 a.m., and uh, I thought I'd just pump out a couple of little quick stories that I found amusing this morning before heading off to work. Um, just as a reminder, really, what's going on in the world? So for those who haven't joined before, this is uh, where we pour through a couple of stories and have a look at it from the perspective of prepping, how to keep ourselves more prepared for an uncertain future, although I feel like that future is becoming a little bit more certain now. Um, feel free to disagree with me, but... Uh, Right now, things are quite tumultuous. Not to say uh, it's all doom and gloom, and I definitely want to steer clear of being doom and gloom. Just give you enough doom and gloom in order to inspire or light the fire under your ass so that you start preparing as a responsible human being. Uh, Kieran says, awesome blood moon eclipse last night. Bloody spectacular. I was uh, out to dinner with my brother and his wife, very exciting. He's moving across the country to, to basically, you know, where I live. <clears throat> so um, I was hanging out with them last night and then was driving home and uh, kind of crested over the hill and there was this huge moon right in front of me. Uh, I did miss the actual eclipse though. So if anyone's got some cool photos, send them to me. I wanna see it. I'm sure my feet will probably be filled with them uh, throughout today. Uh, all right, what does that mean? What does that mean? Eclipse, blood, moon, eclipse. Is it, is it a sign from the heavens? Um, whatever heavens you happen to particularly adhere or believe in. Um, I'm sure there's some astrology folk flipping out. Something's in alignment with something. Um, maybe some biblical folk uh, saying this is, this is the sign that we're looking for. I don't know, if you're like me and you're a big believer in uh, Odin and his crew. Who knows what that means? <laughs> but it does mean that the Earth uh, was in alignment between the moon and the sun. That's definitely what it means. Um, and apparently it's affecting the price of butter. Uh, no, it's got nothing to do with butter, but butter price hikes are being seen, uh, especially in the US at the moment, but um, all throughout the world. Uh, a couple of months ago actually now i was reporting on uh, supermarkets in germany and in the uk that were reporting that they were putting out signs uh about their butter so they were putting out anti-theft signs around their butter and um also starting to lock butter up so they had locked cases uh cold cases where the butter was actually hiding and cheese and other other dairy products and those little tag things that you have to remove the tag pull one off and then put the tag back on, like if you're buying some sort of, uh, you know, electronic goods in in one of those stores. 
So to stop them being stolen, they have these little lock things, but they had them on butter, which I thought was pretty interesting. They were putting tags on butter so that if you walked out with that butter, it would set off the alarms without it being scanned. So interesting stuff. Um, what are we seeing? 26.6% in, uh, increase in price from last year in butter. Uh, on top of that, the storages of butter, cold storage of butter is down 18%, so almost one-fifth less butter than they had last year in the US, and the price has gone up a quarter uh, of what it was. Pretty bad sign. So for those who don't know, butter is kind of, generally there's an overflow of milk products, and then the overflow gets turned into butter. So what they're not selling for milk, they're turning into butter. Uh, but there's not even enough milk products to cover the milk need. And so then butter's also cutting into that as well. Uh, Across the board, dairy products are being uh, increasing in prices, decreasing in supply, and this is mainly, well, what they're saying this is mainly due to is from the drought, the horrific drought that they're seeing throughout US and other parts of the world that is still there. I haven't talked about it in a little while, but it's still happening. Uh, but this is just one of many products at the moment, just to give you a, um, a bit of a rundown of, of just some of the things that the drought has affected uh, and, and we'll chuck in their avian flu as well. So this, this report was actually coming from Grey Man Briefing, which is, um, I think, a fantastic um, source of information. If, you, if you're not onto Grey Man Briefing, check them out. Drought conditions and avian flu-forced cullings have led to shortages on turkey, chicken, potatoes, rice, wheat, and tomatoes, uh, on top of, obviously, all the dairy products that they're seeing there. Just to name a few... Um, Lawmakers have been urging the U.S. Department of Agriculture to substitute and promote camote, I think that's how you say it, camote or camote, um, or sweet potatoes as alternatives to rice amid a growing concern for rice availability. This comes on the back also of India and China um, restricting exports of rice and really starting to hoard their rice in for their own country. So they're the two main manufacturers of rice, India, China, I think Bangladesh, uh, is quite a big exporter of rice. I know they're a huge grower of rice there. Um, and maybe Pakistan, and I think Pakistan got crippled, their rice industry got crippled because of, uh, not because of droughts, because of floods. So more doom and gloom, I'm sorry to say, about our food industry. But like I said, this should be lighting a fire under our own butts right now where we're going, okay, we need to start storing some long-term food solutions and on top of that, we really, really need to start making our own stuff. We need to start growing our own food as much as possible. We need to start encouraging others to do so. We need to start increasing the uh, the use, the growing and the selling of food within our own communities. Um, one thing I always try and do where possible is, is buy stuff from my own town, from people who are growing stuff in my own town, whether that is you know somebody who went out hunting, I'm like, yep, sweet, I'll swap you something that I've hunted. Um, or you, you've got pigs and you've just killed the pigs. Yep, hey, you know, here's something for that. Maybe we can cook that up in the barbecue or swap that. Even though, you know, to say that I was buying pigs <laughs> from someone would be totally illegal in Australia. But um, you get my point. We can put our money where our mouths are and start to actually encourage others within our communities to do this. Um, Kieran says that's what happens when governments order farmers to destroy their livestock. 
yeah, that is what happens. Um, oh, I'm put people on timeout. That's awesome. Uh, sorry, I just had a bot spamming me in the um, in the YouTube comments, so I just put them on timeout. I didn't realize I had that power. <laughs> You're on timeout. Um, so interesting stuff there coming out of the food industry uh, with the US, but this sort of stuff isn't just happening in the US. Obviously, this is happening all around the world. All right, um, let's jump into this little story here. Scientists are warning that Earth needs to prepare for an alien encounter because time is running out. Scientists are warning humanity not to let our guard down when it comes to the potential of extraterrestrial life. A new group at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland wants to put together a plan for what to do if we encounter aliens here on Earth. Um, that's a pretty crazy thing to do. I think that that is kind of crazy, but also it, it kind of makes sense. Like, if I think about this from a prepping perspective, there are things that I prepare for. I mean, I prepare mainly for the knowns, for what happens in life, right? So I am prepared for what happens if my car breaks down or if I need to change the tire on my car. I'm prepared for what happens if I lose a job. I am prepared for um, what happens if there's a lockdown or something like that. Um, but I'm also, that, that's the, the everyday sort of stuff and that's the most likely. When, you, when, you, when we talk about risk management um, uh, systems, quite often you'll hear these two terms, likelihood and consequence. So you look at a problem, you go, what's the likelihood of that happening and what's the consequence of that happening? Because that will actually dictate the amount of effort and uh, resources that you're going to allocate to that, or should at least. So for example, if I think about uh, a world-ending meteorite hitting the earth, right? Should I prepare for that? How could I, how could I prepare for that? The likelihood of that happening, I think, is extremely low. The consequence of it happening is extremely high. But in fact, it is so high that it's almost at the point, if, if it was a big enough asteroid, that it wouldn't matter what I did. There's nothing I could do to prepare for it. So I look at that and I go, well, should I prepare for a you know uh, an asteroid the size of Sydney smacking into the Earth? Well, no, that would probably end all life on Earth as we know it. So prepare for it? No. Uh, should I prepare for being mugged? Okay, yeah, that's that's something that's probably a lot more likely. It's not super likely, or some sort of violent behavior happening to me. One in four people will experience a violent encounter in their lifetime. So yeah, I think that's pretty worthwhile me preparing for. So, all right, I'm gonna do that. Um, consequence of it, yeah, exactly. Like the consequence is there and it's very real. Like that could be life-threatening, it could uh, be limb-threatening, it could impact my life significantly, or I could lose a lot of things. So there's all that sort of stuff. Now, aliens landing, is it, is it real? Well. How can you how can you say how can you say whether that's real or not? It's it's like it's such an unknown unknown, but the potential is there, right? And um, looking if if I look at how human beings react to something as significant as let's say a pandemic that affects the entire world, in from my perspective, I look at how humans as a whole reacted to what we had, which was a worldwide problem, and I go hmm. We didn't react very well to that. That's my takeaway from it from the last couple of years, is that as a whole, we did not really react very well. 
So maybe we could do better in the future. Humans, maybe we could do better in the future. Maybe we need a plan around this. And this is one thing that, that I always talk about when I'm teaching courses and stuff is it, it doesn't really matter. If you've thought about something on some level, it means your brain has created a plan which puts you ahead of 99% of other people. Well, this, this is exactly that kind of case. Maybe we should just have a plan, plan A, all right? And if things deviate from that, then they deviate from that. But at least let's have, let's agree now that there should be some representatives. There should be some way we handle this. You know, because who, who could like, oh, aliens come down. Oh, let's send Joe Biden up there to talk to him. Let's send Dan Andrews up there to talk to him. It's like, what? No, 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 no. That's a terrible idea. We should figure this out now. Not when, not reacting to a situation as it comes. That's what prepping's all about, is looking forward in the future and going, what potential uh, situations might arise and what's the best way that we can try and react to it. Um, just catch up on some of these. Uh, Kieran says, it's all major psyops. Yes, they're real, but we also have their basic tech. Alien beings are real, but they're not here to attack us. NASA is a lie and space isn't real, uh, says Mum and Moose. Um, cool. I'd, I'd love to see what what uh, what evidence you have of um, any of that. I'm not saying you're wrong in any stretch of the imagination. You could quite well be right. Um, the evidence that I'm seeing that's being um, proposed to me says that space is real. Um, that if I go up far enough, the atmosphere will get so thin that at some point I'll breach beyond our atmosphere and enter into the vacuum of space. Um, if you're saying that that's not true, then I would love to see counterpoints to it. As always, I'm, I'm willing to be proved wrong. but And that's just my belief as well. Um, feel free to believe whatever you want. Um, I hold out the hope as being uh, a young person growing up in the 90s and and watching the X-Files, I always hold out the hope that aliens are real, that something's out there. Um, okay, over into something that was sent to me now from one of my sources on Instagram. Uh, very interesting one, cheesels. Cheesels. If I say the word cheesels, I'm imagining there's probably people in the US going... What? Maybe some of my UK, my Scandinavian friends are going like, Chis? Chisel? Chisel. Like what you use on wood? No, a cheesel. Um, maybe even New Zealanders have no idea what a cheesel is. I don't know. Let me know, New Zealanders. Do you know what cheesels are? Because every Aussie knows what a cheesel is. It's a shitty chip product. <laughs> it's like tastes like fake cheese and it's like got this airy crunchiness to it where you eat it and it, and it disappears in your mouth and it tastes like cheese, I guess. Um, but uh, I can't even remember what, what company makes these things. Uh, they also make CCs and Thins and all, all sorts of chip products. Um, anyway, energy crisis in Australia, it's, it's officially hit. Uh, the price of cheesels is set to skyrocket. One of the company's factories has seen its gas bill soar from $3 million to $6 million uh, from a year ago. Uh, so they're pleading with our PM for help. They're saying, hey, PM, help us out. Elbow, what's going on, man? We can't afford this. So 
why is the price of gas in Australia skyrocketing? Well, if you've ever listened to me yarn on before about this, you should know exactly why. Because it went up somewhere else in the world. And if a company can charge more, they will. We no longer live in a, in a, a world where we can pull something out of the ground in our own country and use it in our own country. The price of gas in Germany affects the price of gas here in Australia, even though those two products are in no way connected, apart from that they're natural gas and they come out of the earth. So natural gas pulled out of Russia, which gets sold to uh, Germany, which got shut off, which increased the price in Germany, has ripple effects where natural gas pulled out here in Australia and gets sold to Australians costs the same amount. Doesn't make any sense. But now, your chisels are going to go up. Really shouldn't be eating chisels anyway. It's not real food, uh, and it's pumped full of all sorts of nasty shit. Um, but that aside, it's a good indicator for show, to show us what is wrong with the world right now and how uh, shit things are going right now, in what direction our food industry is heading. Not in a good way. This is energy prices. See how this ripples out. See how this takes food off the table. I mean, don't... If you're feeding anyone cheesels for dinner, something's very wrong. I can't help you. Nothing I can say here can help you. But um, some pretty worrying signs that are happening out there. Uh, another one sent to me by by my source, which which I was just like, "What the actual fuck is going on?" All right, this is this is a WTF moment for me. Um, News.com.au, which is reporting on a New York Post report showing, and and I thought maybe this was tongue-in-cheek, I thought maybe this was some sort of satire, and it is not. They're just legitimately reporting on this. Vegan burger hyped for tasting like human meat wins award. If you've ever had the desire to taste human flesh, you've now got a chance to give it a whirl. Between buns. Swedish plant-based brand Oomph created the unusual flesh-flavored burger, which won a silver brand experience, blah, blah, blah. Um, once I'm a fucking award, I don't, I don't really care about the rest. Okay, for starters, why? <laughs> I think it's, it's some sort of like Halloween gimmick, like uh, zombies, and you can eat flesh, human flesh. Um, who, who wants to do this? Secondly, uh, vegan burger, gross, no. Stop it. (laughs) Burger means meat, all right? It means actual meat. (laughs) Vegetable, patty, you know, whatever. You can keep it. Um, Soy-based, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, And thirdly, how the fuck do you know what human flesh tastes like? Probably most importantly, too. How do you know what human flesh tastes like? Why are we conditioning people to eat human flesh? Stop it. Just stop it. Um, I mean, unless things are getting that bad that, that uh, we've we got to go down that path. Uh, g'day to you, Chris Fleming. Hope you're hope you're going well, wherever you are in the world. Um, anyway, that, that was a bit of a, a weird one that came in this morning. Back to some more serious stuff. Uh, just another example here of issues that are happening around the world. There's, there's actually been probably about four other stories of this in different parts of the world that I kind of slipped by slipped by me. Not slipped by me, but I'm like, oh, wow. 
Here's another um, rally, protest, riot around food and fuel prices around the world. I'm like, oh, there's another one today. I don't need to report on that. Oh, there's another one today. Don't need to report on that. Well, this this hit my threshold being that there's been a bunch of them. I just haven't captured them, but this one's in Ghana. Um, Anti-government protests have erupted in Ghana as fuel and food prices hit record highs. Um, protesters denouncing the government uh, up in arms. Like I said, there's a bunch of countries that this is happening in at the moment. Um, be warned that this is something that, that will increase, I think. Uh, I keep saying this, that this kind of civil unrest is going to increase within our world, within our spheres. We're going to start seeing it. Um, we'll probably start seeing it in Australia, although I was musing with a friend of mine. The key point, the key thing that I think will drive any sort of uprising or protests or any sort of movement within Australia now, for, for the average human being, obviously not your more switched-on individuals who who got their finger on the pulse. There are people who have been protesting for two, three years now um, <clears throat> against things like lockdown measures, against things like vaccine mandates and all that sort of shit. Um, so you, you, you're more savvy, you're more switched-on people. They, they've been onto this for a while. But what's going to drive your average Lada, dumb Aussie to get up off their fat ass and actually say like, yo, this is not freaking good enough. It's going to be the roads. Roads are falling apart here in Australia. I don't know what it, what they're like where you live and you, if you live in Australia, but everywhere I live, even in, in the, the big smoke here, they're falling apart. People are pissed off about it. I hear people complaining about it daily. I'm like, oh, finally, finally something to... To make you rise up is the roads. A counterpoint to this, being a libertarian, I'm always talking to people about like how shit the government is and how we do not need the government. The first thing I can guarantee, this is like argument one. This is the beginning and the end. This is the alpha and omega of arguments for government. Oh, yeah, but taxes help pay the roads. Taxes help fix our roads. It's like, okay, all right. Are they? Are they? Where are your taxes going right now? If they're not fixing the road, have a think about that. Why have we got 30, 40, maybe even sometimes 50% of your hard-earned money going directly to the government? Where do you think that's going? Because I'm looking around at the moment, it sure as fuck ain't going to my roads. So maybe have a think about that. Um, Speaking of elections and governments and such, what the US has entered into the depths of their midterm. So keeping an eye on that, seeing how things fall out. Hit prediction, think it's going to be Republican uh, switch over there. And I think my take on it is actually that's probably going to be short-term a good thing. Um, and I'm not saying I'm pro-Republican by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but... I think it will stabilize things like markets for a little while. It'll kind of kick the can down the street. Let me put it this way. I think at this point, if Democrats were to get in, I can't see how they would do it and it would not be some sort of fraudulent activity. And I think people know that. So if there is Democrats in wholesale, then it's... I think people... (laughs) we, we, We might see... Um, I don't want to say this, the word civil war, but uh, it, it'll be a pretty big deal. It'll be a pretty big deal there. There'll be people out in the streets for sure. Um, anyway, 
That's what that's what's going to happen. I th- I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, Republican. Again, if I was a betting man. All right, um, I'm going to wrap it up there for today, gang. Thank you very much for joining me as always. I really appreciate it. Thanks for everyone who's been hitting the subscribe button on YouTube, uh, been giving you the thumbs up and the likes and the love on Instagram, uh, and those who are downloading the podcast always. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully there's something in my ramblings that uh, helps you become a more responsible, self-reliant human being. Uh, And if not, maybe just something that made you chuckle. Aliens. Think about that today. No, keep working on preps. As always, we don't need necessarily prep for aliens landing, but uh, it's always a good thing to have a little bit extra in your household. So keep prepping today. Keep thinking about that food system because it ain't getting any better. And it will not for one year at least, maybe many years. So just think about that. Let that light the proverbial fire under your butt and move you to be inspired to do some stuff today. Uh, thank you very much, Sigilla Wood. Uh, appreciate you joining me. Um, all right, gang, stay safe out there. Keep your eyes open. Get your hands dirty in the garden if you can. And until next time, Semper Pratus.